This is the Timepieces History Podcast, brought to you by Gudrun Lorette, the expert in using modern marketing methods for the traditional heritage sector. Each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past in around 10 minutes. And now, here's today's show. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. In today's episode, we are looking at St Hilda and it's inspired by a blog post I wrote for my Timepieces History Project. One of the categories I looked at was books, choosing 20 of my favourite novels and exploring the history behind each of them. St Hilda's Abbey plays a key part in Robin Jarvis' children's novel, The Whippy Witches. Don't forget, I'd love to know what you think of these episodes, you can, so please come and find me on Twitter, at GoodrunAlright. Leave a comment on your audio player of choice, or alternatively, you can pop a message onto the relevant podcast page at goodrunlorette.com forward slash podcast, and there you'll also find show notes, useful links, and an episode transcript. Hild, or Hilda, was in charge of several monasteries in the mid-600s. She was active in introducing Christianity to the Anglo-Saxons, and her advice was sought by kings from across Britain. Local lad Bede, the Venerable, documented much of her life in his Ecclesiastical History of the English People, which was published in 731. Born in 614, Hilda was related to King Edwin of Northumberland and brought up at his royal court. Her father was exiled to the court of one King Elmet in West Yorkshire and was poisoned while there. Edwin's second wife, her aunt, was Christian, and after their marriage, Edwin had his entire revenue baptised. Missionaries came from both Ireland, the Celtic Christians, and Italy, the Roman Christians, to England at around the same time, and it was Paulinus, part of St Augustine's Roman group, which baptised the family. Hild, however, was more drawn to the teachings of Aidan, who was based at nearby Lindisfarne. Hild's sister, Hereswith, had gone off to France to join a monastery, and Hild, who had a religious calling at the age of 33, went down to East Anglia with the intention of crossing the Channel to join her sister. Aidan, however, thought her talent would be better used in England and called her back. Hilda spent a brief period as the abbess of Hartlepool Abbey before founding a monastery for both nuns and monks in Whitby in 657 AD. The Visit Whitby website says that the community was not celibate and in fact families lived together and worshipped at the wooden church. Apart from introducing Christianity to the area, which you'd think would have kept Hilda busy, she even found time to kill all the snakes in town by throwing them off the abbey cliff. The legend says that she was so enraged by these evil creatures that they turned into stone, or ammonites, as she flung them off the cliff. Hilda also hosted the Synod, or Assembly of Clergy, in 664, which was when the decision was made to adopt Roman Christianity and abandon the old Celtic beliefs. Oswiu of Northumberland also played a key part in the Synod. Hilda was keen to promote equality in her abbeys and made sure nobody was made to feel inferior to anybody else. As we can guess from being chosen as the host for the Synod, Hilda herself hobnobbed with the most powerful clerics of the time. Bede is gushing in his praise of Hild, complimenting her rule, her fair-mindedness and her promotion of justice, piety and chastity. She must have been a good leader because five monks under her care went on to be bishops and she also spotted the, as she described, divine talent of another, the celebrated English poet Cademan. It appears that women heading abbeys was not uncommon in the Middle Ages, and they sometimes had responsibility for two monasteries at a time, one with monks and one with nuns. The first record of an abbess has been found on an inscription dating to 514, 
naming the Abbatista Serena as taking charge of a convent in Rome. Abbesses were elected from the community and voting was done in secret, with the bishop sometimes letting people give him the names of their choice through the convent wall. Once elected, it was usually a job for life. Those in with a chance of the top job had to be particularly well-behaved nuns, of a suitable age and not a woman who'd done a bit of living, i.e. been married, before she got to the convent. As with the priories at Lindisfarne and Tynemouth, Whitby Abbey was raided by the Vikings and abandoned in the 9th century. Reinsfried the monk re-established a monastery at the site in 1078, and a stone church was built in 1100. Work began on a Gothic church in 1225, although money ran out before it was completed, with the nave only being finished in the 1400s. After Henry VIII's suppression of the monasteries, it was abandoned, finally falling into ruins in the 1800s after centuries of wind and rain took their toll. As well as the abbey, Hild was honoured with an Oxford College for Women named after her, as well as serving as patron saint of a girls' school in Washington, D.C. The Oxford College was founded in 1893 with the intention of helping more females to receive a higher education. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you've been to Whitby Abbey, if you've read Robin Jarvis's book, or if you have any comments to make about St Hilda. Please tune in next week, and I look forward to speaking to you then. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.